Hey, I'm Bruce Weinstein, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and on today's magazine format episode of our podcast, we are going to talk about foods of the rich and powerful. <laughs> wow. Uh, can I burn them and eat them now? Not the foods, but the rich and powerful. Sure. Foods of the rich and powerful. We've got our one-minute cooking tip. We're going to be back with a different sort of segment in our third section, not an interview, but questions of what were they thinking about foods and finally as we always do we'll end with what's making us happy in food this week we are the cookbook writers of over 35 cookbooks including ham an obsession with the hind quarter and grain mains the first cookbook to ever make whole grains the main course of the meal i suddenly have a very radio announcer voice on um (laughs) check out those books but in the meantime check out what comes next so segment one Foods of the rich and powerful. Now, we all imagine, at least I imagine, what I might eat if I had all the money in the world. I would probably make champagne my only beverage, aside oh, from water. definitely. Oh, Bruce and I talk about this all the time. If we could only drink one form of fermented grape, it would, it would be, be champagne. champagne. Absolutely. And would, and would I eat caviar at every meal? No, probably no. not. But I do. I would eat more of it than I currently do. No, I wouldn't eat caviar. At every, um, I do love caviar, but yeah. I wouldn't eat it every meal. But I would definitely, if, if someone said to me, you can only have one form of grape beverage that is alcoholic, it would be champagne. It and, would be. And um, mostly it would be from champagne so well that is the okay it's not from me. champagne it's not champagne i know so please forgive me all sparkling wine producers of other regions and other nationalities you're and good but you ain't stuff. champagne yeah man is that not the truth okay but anyway. entrepreneur magazine actually reported recently on what the world's richest people actually do like to eat, and we thought it'd be fun to look over some of their favorite menus. Oh, well, here we go. Now, I want to say that I'm going to hold my leftist creds in check here, and I'm not going to talk about eating any of these people, just what they eat. So... uh, So here we go. The thing about the rich and the powerful, I think, is that they would be very tasty because I think a lot of them just sit around. So at least I imagine this because if I were rich and powerful, I would sit around. So there you go. Uh, I imagine that they would be very soft and tender like veal. So let's start with Warren Buffett. If you don't know who he is, he's a 91-year-old. I can't handle myself. Veal. (laughs) He's the Veal and Warren Buffett. Okay, he's not. He doesn't taste like veal. He's 91 years he's old. He's 91. He's probably he very like gamey. And, and he stringy. is, he is oh. the chairman of Berkshire Hathaway, and he's one of the richest people in the world, yes. and he loves junk food. In fact, he told CNBC in an interview that he despises vegetables, <laughs> and he said if someone told him he'd live a year longer by eating nothing but broccoli and asparagus from now on, he said he would rather die tomorrow and just eat Cheetos and Coke. Cheetos and Coke for <laughs> Warren Buffett. Excellent. Man hates, hates vegetables. Oh, man. If you don't know about Uncle Roger on YouTube, <laughs> the Uncle Roger's a Malaysian man who plays an old Chinese man on cooking videos in YouTube, and they're hysterical, Uncle Roger is, those videos. And Uncle Roger always says vegetables taste like sad. So, uh, <laughs> Well, maybe he and Warren Buffett are separated <laughs> at birth. Maybe they should get together. Uh, I uh, disagree with this comment, and I'm glad that he likes his Cheetos and Coke, but uh, I do like broccoli and asparagus, so I'm going to
to keep on with my broccoli and asparagus. And probably that's why I don't have as much money as Warren Buffett is well, because I eat broccoli. You don't have as so, much money as Bill Gates either. No. And Bill Gates, as you know, is the Microsoft founder. And he has been known to send assistants to I'm make... sorry. He's the Microsoft stealer. But go Okay, uh, well... There's a whole story there. He's been known to Look send assistants to McDonald's for bags of burgers to feed folks in meetings with him. But also, he likes In-N-Out burgers. And he loves the Seattle chain Dick's Drive-In. Oh, well, there you go. Dick's Drive-In. That is a classic Seattle chain. And he loves it. Yeah. What can I say? And apparently, Bill Gates is also a big fan of the Diet Coke. Oh, uh, who isn't? I know. I Di- go in and out of it. There are times where I'll oh, drink a lot. And then, but You are a Diet but Coke not now. fanatic. I have, I've been out of Diet Cokes for like about four years now. Yeah. yeah, you Bruce would be into the I don't know. It was like the three pack a day thing. It was three <laughs> cokes a day thing. It's really funny. People have such a visceral reaction to Diet Coke mm-hmm. and the visceral love of it. And I I I don't know. It's it's okay by me. Um, but it's it's you know I wouldn't. I'd rather have an iced tea. There, or iced tea. I'd rather there's have my southern coffee. coffee. No fresh ice- cold brew. I love a cold brew. Over ice with a little bit of milk. Oh, there's the problem. Milk, milk and over ice. ice. Oh, <laughs> God, I just will never become an iced coffee fan. I just can't bear the notion of milk and ice together. It makes me. Grown men don't drink milk. So yes, we do. No, you do not. Uh, what other mammal in the wild says, oh, please let me have more milk once it's older? Come on, stop that. So, Mark, what is the richest man in the world Elon Musk like to eat? Well, he's the richest man in the world, I think, as of a day or so yeah. ago. But given the stock market and what it's doing, he may not be anymore. But anyway, Elon Musk apparently claims that he loves barbecue a great deal. Um, I don't know what he means by barbecue. I'm a Texan, so I'm sneering already and wondering what this man from not near okay, But he Texas has enough money that he can move barbecue. any Texas barbecue place he wants to wherever he is. Well, apparently he's moving himself to Texas barbecue mm-hmm. with Austin, moving to Austin yeah. and everything. So apparently he's moving himself to Texas barbecue. So maybe it is. And he claims, Musk claims his favorite midnight snack is cinnamon toast crunch cereal. So Musk and my mother apparently have something in common. Maybe they should go <laughs> Out. And you know what he does? He hey, pours mom, me- would it kill you to, you know, date a billionaire at 89? <laughs> really? Seriously, would it she kill you? She's too busy dating the chef at her independent oh, living facility. My, God. my mother has moved into an independent <laughs> living facility, and the chef is in his 40s, and he brings her a piece of pie on a plate every night. They have to go through a line for their food, but he brings her a piece of pie on a plate, and she thinks he's hitting on him. <laughs> so you haven't lived until you've tried to tell your 89-year-old mother that the 40-year-old chef who brings her pie on a plate is not hitting on her he's just being nice he's just being nice. it's really but what actually oh, what Lord. upsets her more than that he she oh. thinks he's hitting on her is that he's married yes well that, my mother is a proper southern lady <laughs> that's that was her dilemma it was like mark but he's married yeah well mom you're 89 just go for it if a 40 year old's after you just listen he's gonna love all those prints of old-timey days in your apartment and he's gonna talk love- of that model t and everything <laughs> He's gonna, he's gonna love that lamp you have that has a Conestoga wagon on it. It's all gonna be gorgeous. Oh, mom, sorry. Anyway, it wouldn't kill you to show a little leg to get some Elon Musk. So there you go. Okay, so up next is Zuckerberg. So what does King Zark Dinkenberg like to eat? Well, Dinkenberg once claimed that he only ate meat that he killed himself. Oh, he was such a bro, right? And while that is actually noble, I like that. It was eleven years ago. Yeah. And not no more. Since then, he claims to eat 
anything as long as it's quick and easy because he's too busy. Yeah, <laughs> too busy running troll farms all around the world. Um, uh, interesting that he only ate meat he killed himself. He did I, claim that. I suppose there is a kind of nobility in that. Rats, if, cockroaches, yeah. snakes. Yeah, it feels nobility as in the 12th century nobility. It feels, you know, medieval nobility, not modern nobility. But, okay, I'll give it. You know, I'd rather... I, I, let's just stop and say, I do like knowing where the meat that I eat mm-hmm. comes from. And I will say, I'll say on this podcast that I do eat meat, but I have ethical issues with it. And my, one of the ways that I solve my ethical issues with eating meat is that I say, if I'm going to eat it, then I have to agree that I will eat the entire thing. And I don't mean in one sitting, <laughs> but I mean, I have to be willing. Oh, your new career is a muckbanger. <laughs> Muck banging a cow. Uh, but my uh, my ethical way around meat is that, I, you know, if I'm going to eat beef, then I have to be willing to eat beef heart and liver mm-hmm. and tongue. And I have mm-hmm. to be willing to eat the cow. Not in one sitting. But that's my ethical way around it. I don't, I'm not so far as I have to kill it myself. But I do like to know where it comes from. And I do think that that connects me more fully with it. Listen, I think there are ethical problems with eating meat, and I'm still eating it, but uh, I try to solve them in my own way. And I guess we should give it to Dark Zinkenberg, that he, whatever his name is, that he actually somehow You're figured out. too much Jake and Amir. I love Jake and Amir. We, I, uh, if you don't know YouTube channel Jake and Amir, you've just missed your entire best life. Um, anyway, I think it is nicely noble that he claimed you wanted to kill himself. Okay, let's move on to the man who is killing our career. Jeff Bezos. Oh, with everything the... you buy from Amazon, just so you know, you kill an author. An author feels one more stab. I mean, he did destroy the publishing industry just, right out of... The... Just publishing, really? Well, yeah. that's how he started. He started with publishing and then yeah. he went on to every other industry. Disrupt is the proper term. Mm. He well, disrupted but the publishing But of industry. the world's richest, he is the only discerning gourmet among them. Of course. I mean, he does say he likes a healthy breakfast and it was once reported that in a breakfast meeting he requested medical Mediterranean octopus with potatoes, bacon, green garlic yogurt, and a poached egg. All that was breakfast. And it had to be Mediterranean octopus. Oh, my God. And so my minions went and got (laughs) said octopus with potatoes. And, you know, I stumble downstairs. I turn on the coffee maker. I fart. I... (laughs) Make my coffee. I barely get to the chair with my cup, and he's eating Mediterranean. I suppose this is why he's able to disrupt publishing and why I'm still trying to write books. Well, even on his new Shepard rocket, because, of course, he builds his own rockets, Uh, he took along a tray of arrows con pollo. As one does. (laughs) You know, when I drive down the road in my beat-up Subaru, I'm always eating arroz con pollo. I mean, it's just what I do. I, I totally get it as the muffler falls out of my car on the road from... <laughs> It's a lovely thing to be eating arroz con pollo. Why not? One should, especially in one's rocket. So there you have what the world's richest claim to like to eat. And you know what? I'm wondering. I'm sitting here being very jaundiced. We have been around the road a few times back in our old Subaru. We've been around the road a few times. 
And, you know, I can't help but think to myself, what is it that the publicists have told them to say? Because <laughs> it strikes you that Cheetos and Coke from Buffett, I don't know. I mean, it's, it seems like it's making him a normal guy when he has his billions. I, I just wonder, you know, we just uh, before we get to segment two, let me just say that we just came off a photo shoot for our latest book. And in the photo shoot for our latest book, that the we'll latest out, book, the instant air fryer Bible yep, that will be out this November. Uh, the photographer was telling us about a shoot he was on with a celebrity. Uh, he has done some shots for a celebrity. I'm not going to name names, but for a celebrity and the celebrity has two full time art directors in her personal employ. And these art directors call ahead and determine if rooms that she is to enter are to her specifications. And she likes certain color palettes. Believe it or not, pastels, in fact. She likes certain color palettes and she makes sure that things are arranged so that if she is photographed for Instagram, it always looks right for her. So given that this is a celebrity who makes a billionth of what Warren Buffett and Elon Musk and Zuckerberg make. I just wonder how much of this is publicity. Oh, it's all of it. You know that. Well, maybe. I don't know. I don't think actually Mediterranean octopus and green garlic yogurt and a poached egg is publicity. That's actually the one I believe the (laughs) most. I believe that totally. And I totally believe he took a roast compoyo on his rocket because... And I I hope he threw it up too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or passed out face down in it from the G-Force. That would be nice. Okay, before we get to segment two, <laughs> wow, bitter much. Um, before we get to segment two, <clears throat> let us say that we're not always this bitter and that you should subscribe to this podcast. Wherever you get your podcast from, whether it's from Apple or it uh, doesn't matter wherever you get them from, just hit subscribe and you will never miss a single episode of this. And don't we want people to leave a review? Yes, if you could leave a review or even a like-starred rating, that would be fabulous. Thank you very much for that. We really appreciate that. Despite all our weirdness and all our kind of jokiness, we still would really appreciate that. It really helps us in the analytics. So I know that's just begging, but I'm going to beg. So there you go. Beg away. Okay, segment two, our one-minute cooking tip, which we do in every episode of this podcast. Mm -hmm. What's up this week? That you need to know. That once you open your maple syrup, keep it in the fridge, it'll last. This assumes you have said maple syrup. Well, you have to have real maple syrup. Don't buy pancake syrup. Buy real maple syrup. It's it's expensive. But here's the thing. Support your New England farmers because when we split off from the United States, we want to have an economy. Well, we're going to join Canada and they're like the number one producer. So we're going to we're going to have a monopoly. Yeah. You you know that Canada is where Canadians live. Of course. So you open your maple syrup, keep it in the fridge. It will last for years. And if by chance a little bit of mold does happen to grow on the top, all you got to do is spoon it off. Boil the syrup for one minute and put it back in a clean jar. It's Look, this stuff is too expensive to throw out and replace yeah, year after true. year. And we've done this. I can tell you from personal experience, we have scraped a little green mold off the top of maple syrup. We have then boiled the remainder and put it back into cleaned mm-hmm. jars, canning jars, and put it back in the fridge. It's totally okay at that point. It is. Um, it is something that lasts a good long time, but do keep it in the fridge. It will mold really quickly, even in in a dark pantry. Before we get to segment three, I want to please ask everyone to go to Facebook and we have a group called Cooking with Bruce and Mark. Really easy, same name as this podcast. 
Just join the group, join the conversation, share recipes, share photos, share the fun. So, segment three, often an interview here, but instead we're going to go to where we have gone recently, and that is a list of foods that basically our question is, what were they thinking? And we did this a while back, and it proved so ridiculously popular that we're (laughs) (laughs) more what were they thinking. So if you enjoy being grossed out, get ready. The first one's not so gross, but get ready. It can be wild cherry-flavored jello. Now, we know a lot of people liked it and a lot of people mourn for it. There are actually websites where people oh, reminisce about wild cherry jello. But Mark is making that sound because Mark has this theory about cherry-flavored everything. Well, okay, first of all, it tastes like Robitussin. But if you grew up in the South, as I did, what it tastes like, oh, Lord, I can't believe I'm telling this on a podcast episode. What it tastes like is worming medicine. What, ivermectin? No, what worming medicine that you gave your kids to avoid parasites. Uh, Who gave their kids (laughs) worming medicine? What century did you grow up in? My mother, who needs to show Elon Musk a little (laughs) leg, was obsessed with the fact that we were going to get worms. And so we had to take worming medicine, and it tasted like fake cherry. And I cannot eat fake cherry to this day because it tastes like worming medicine. I assure you, I have... I've never had a tapeworm or a parasite. <laughs> See, or- your mother was right. <laughs> or did get malaria, but did, never had any of those digestive worms. And so I guess maybe she was right. Anyway, it tastes like worming medicine. And if you don't know what that tastes like, just say it's Robitussin on steroids well, and just let it alone. That was wild cherry jello and they don't make it. And Thank God. Here's something else that's really weird. And what were they thinking with 24-karat gold chicken wings? Um, I just want to say that my mom was really a nice mom, and <laughs> she, she, she made me a hot breakfast every morning, and went then I had to take warning medicine. But she was a really nice mom. Anyway, 24-karat gold chicken wings. Yay. It happened one day. It was back in 2018, but Popeye's chicken served champagne-battered wings coated in 24-karat gold. Why? Why? It was to celebrate the 3,000th location of Popeye's fried chicken. And they served six wings, a biscuit, and a side, covered in gold for only $5. Why? We're going to talk about gilding the turd. Uh, yeah, well, hey, now, chicken's not turd, but... Um, and gold uh, well, doesn't uh, digest, so we're gilding the turd. I, I don't even have a comeback <laughs> for that. Um, I got nothing, so great. Don't eat corn 25-carat gold chicken meats. There's no reason for that. And our third what were they thinking is a traditional what were they thinking, and it is Pepsi Blue. And oh. I say traditional because it comes and goes every once in a oh, while. Oh, God, it came and went in the Why? early 2000s, and it came back last summer of 2021 just for a few months. Why? Who I, needs to drink blue Pepsi? I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't I get don't it. I don't even like blue Gatorade. It's just, I don't I, get it. I, I, and I, why, are blue, why are blue things always flavored like raspberry? What is that? Uh, well, raspberries, blue raspberry. No. Blue, <laughs> there is no such thing as a blue raspberry. There are black raspberries. There are white raspberries. There are know. red raspberries. You just don't know. There are neon blue raspberries mm, everywhere. No, there are not. Open your eyes. You're colorblind. <laughs> 
Um, Ugh, that's disgusting. As if opening your eyes will solve being colorblind. <laughs> um, open your eyes, you're colorblind. Uh, that's just, I don't know. I think, I actually think the blue thing, here's what I think. I think it's a gross out thing for kids. I'm serious. Because you drink blue Pepsi, your mouth turns blue, your lips turn blue, your tongue turns blue. And so I think it's a gross out thing for kids. And then you can stick your tongue out, it's all blue, and you go, ooh, and all that stuff. If you drink red wine, my tongue turns purple, and then I get to stick that out. <sighs> yeah, but it's not blue. It's not neon blue. So there you go. I think that's it. I think that's what they were thinking. I still don't want it because uh, I'm a Southern boy and Pepsi's garbage and it's not Dr. Pepper. But that's a whole <laughs> different matter. However, you're a Southern boy, so everything is all Coke. Well, true. I mean, the, you my could, favorite, doesn't matter what it is. What kind of Coke do you want? Orange Coke? Seven Up yeah, Coke? What kind of Coke do you want? Pepsi? Do you want a <laughs> Mountain Dew? What kind of Coke? Uh, it's yes. soda. No, no, it's, it's not. not soda is what you put in cakes and it's not to make them rise. Pop either. I don't get the pop. It's um, soda. That's, that's your New York thing. It's, it's soda. No, it's soda. Um, okay. Anyway, our fourth thing is Wow chips, which I don't even really know what they are. What okay. are Wow made, chips? So Wow were made by Frito Lay in 1998, and they made Wow Ruffles, Wow. Fritos, Wow Lay's potato chips, and Wow Tostitos. Wow, they, wow, wow, wow. I mean, they really, they probably paid some marketing firm $5 billion to come up with Wow. And the thing, they were made with olestra. Now, that's mm. a fat, but it's a fat you don't absorb mm -hmm. into your body. Mm -hmm. So, God help you it, if you ate more than one ounce of these things. Basically, olestra makes your colon very slick. <laughs> and so. And spasm and. <laughs> You have no control over mm -hmm. anything that needs mm -hmm. to come out, and it needs to come out fast. Mm -hmm. You'll be surprised to know that Frito-Lay also makes Depends diapers. <laughs> no, they don't. But uh, they do not. But uh, still, but nonetheless. But they did it thinking, well, you can now eat all the potato chips you want without the no, calories. That's you, disgusting. Because then you're just soiling yourself. Uh, I, mean, I don't know how else to put it. Well, that, okay, we've really gone off the rails. So they've taken that off the market, and what were they thinking? What were they thinking? And when we were kids in the 60s, there were there was a product that was a true what were they thinking and it grossed me out as a kid and that was cornflakes which included freeze dried bananas and I know what you might think for a minute well who doesn't like banana on cornflakes it's true fresh bananas are delicious it, on cornflakes that could be true I mean they got Jimmy Durante to sing the whole tag song yes, for their we do have bananas yes exactly <laughs> to sing their whole tagline the problem was what well the dehydrated bananas were not properly preserved. So they turned brown in the packages. Oh. Then when you added the milk, this is the part. they rehydrated and turned slimy. They did. So you had brown slime milk in your cornflakes. And cornflakes already turned slimy. You know, I, my problem with cornflakes, well, it's my problem with almost all black cereal, except maybe grape nuts, is that you have to eat it in about a half second because it loses all its crunch and it all gets slimy. So you can imagine slimy cornflakes in milk. Why do grown men drink milk? Because in they have to put it on their cinnamon toast crunch cereal oh. like Elon Musk. Well, anyway, the bananas got super slimy and the cornflakes is really disgusting. Really... You know what? This whole segment of our podcast, what were they thinking, is just a gross-out segment. And I'm not quite sure the kids like the gross-out segments. I do. Let us know. Join the <laughs> Facebook group, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, or write us through our website, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, or through our YouTube channel, Cooking with Bruce and Mark, and tell us if you like the gross-out segment. We are nothing if consistent with I, our brand. I, I guess we are. It's all by bass backwards falling into it but uh it's not like we plan anything so 
Our last segment is traditionally what's making us happy in food this week. So what's making you happy in food this week? I have rediscovered the joys of papadum. And oh. if you don't know what papadum are, they're an Indian snack. Um, they're thin, thin little crispy discs that are made with flowers. Different they could be with wheat flour, chickpea flour, lentil flours. They're usually seasoned with cumin. And you buy them as dried little discs and you drop them in hot oil and they about triple in size and get super crispy. Take about 10 seconds. They're greasy and crunchy and delicious. And we had oh, this. They're not all that greasy. No, I'm going to disagree well, with that. I was, when I took, I made them the other night for company. And each one, as it came out of the oil, I put it on a sheet of paper towel and kept stacking them in between sheets of paper towel. Oh. So I absorbed. But when you go to an Indian restaurant, you're getting all the oil. Uh, yeah, no. Those ones we had the other night were not very greasy. You can buy them in East Indian markets. You can buy them in up in supermarkets like Whole Foods sometimes and other places like that. And uh, you do have to bring a pot of oil up to a temperature on the stove. At 375, yeah. and they take 10 seconds to fry yeah, each. Yeah, but they are really delicious. They're, uh, they're really tasty. Bruce's were made with cumin, as he said. Mm. They were tasty. Okay, so what's making me happy in this in food this week is a rice cooker. Mm. I love rice cookers and I don't know why more people don't have rice cookers. They are becoming increasingly popular. In fact, last year there were a whole slew of articles about the popularity of rice cookers across the press mm -hmm. and uh, um, the Instant Brands who makes the Instant Pot and the Instant Air Fryer have their own rice cookers now. I love a rice cooker, and I don't understand why people still make rice on the stove. I really don't no, understand it. it. Because it comes at rice cookers are designed to do one thing, and I am a fan no, of appliances. they designed to, to do several things, but go ahead. Rice cookers are designed to make perfect rice. And so you could do a lot of other things with them. You could cook in them. It is really amazing what you could do with them. But they make such perfect rice such perfect that rice. why would you do it any other way than with a machine designed to make the most perfect rice now it is true that we have the zoshi rushi right now with in fuzzy our house logic. with its fuzzy logic and it is true that if you make brown rice in it it does take a good bruce has to come downstairs about three o'clock and start the brown rice <laughs> two hours and 15 <laughs> minutes to do brown rice it takes a good long time to do brown rice in it but the brown rice is perfect it's fluffy there are individual grains mm -hmm. it's delicious you can make porridge in it you can make kanji if you know what that is i love mm -hmm. kanji you can make kanji in it for breakfast you can rice cookers are amazing and you i know can make you make a jiggly cake and you it? can and i know you're going to say well i don't need any more appliances yeah, listen we're do. not sponsored by anybody mm -hmm. this podcast is under our own steam and i can tell you that a rice cooker is an amazing mm -hmm. thing i do not understand making rice anymore on the stove with the water and then my favorite thing pouring it through a strainer no 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 you don't just fill a pot with water and then pour off all that water no you get yourself a rice cooker all you have to do is uh, press the button on our zojirushi and it even plays a little tune when it's done so rice cookers make me very happy because they make perfect rice every time so that's our episode we talked about what the rich and famous like to eat and don't like to eat we talked about all the foods that are gone that we are glad are off the table talked about maple syrup we talked about maple syrup in our one minute cooking tip we talked about things we are being happy about this week in food and if you enjoyed this podcast please subscribe wherever you get your podcast you won't miss an episode 
please feel inclined to leave a review. We would love that. A nice review. Five stars. And it I, helps the I, analytics. I, I promise never to bring up warming medicine again. Thank you. Never as long as I live, except every time I take the taste fake cherry, then I'll bring it up. But otherwise, we would love to see you next time on Cooking with Bruce and Martin.